It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The top story is the health secretary says the government is actively considering scrapping hotel quarantine. Centre for Health Protection says the mid-autumn festival holiday hasn't yet led to a spike in COVID cases and the Japanese government urges hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes ahead of a powerful typhoon. Health Secretary Lo Chung-Mao says the government is actively considering scrapping hotel quarantine, though he was tight-lipped as to when this might happen. Currently, travellers are required to spend three nights in a designated hotel and then monitor their health for the next four days. Dr Lo says since the so-called 3 plus 4 model was introduced in August, they haven't found a single inbound traveller with an amber code entering a restaurant. Speaking to reporters after appearing on a radio programme, the health chief said Hong Kong's COVID policies weren't solely based on the fatality rate. The total death of COVID in this year, 2022, has exceeded 9,000. And we can't just look at the past three months. We have to understand, before the COVID, Hong Kong is already facing extreme pressure on the healthcare system and our waiting time is pretty long. And at the same time, the reason wastage of our healthcare professionals, the the, uh, staff attrition rate is on the high side. These are things that we have to consider. So it's not just the snapshot fatality rate in the last three months that we consider. Meanwhile, Hong Kong reported 8,278 new COVID cases today, of which 129 were imported. Dr Albert Au from the Centre for Health Protection says officials haven't seen a sharp rise in the number of locally acquired cases since mid-autumn, festi- since mid-autumn festival holiday. Compared with mid-August or early September, where we saw a rapid rise, the situation has stabilised a little bit. We were concerned earlier that following the mid-autumn festival, during which people are having a lot of activities, would there be any rebound? It's been a week since, and we're looking at the numbers when seen any specific or dramatic rise in terms of number. I think we have to leave it a couple of days or a week before we can be certain whether we are hitting a plateau or whether we are witnessing any decline, but we're not sure at the present moment. Almost 2,700 COVID patients are being treated in public hospitals with 16 in intensive care. 16 people with COVID have died. Development Secretary Bernadette Lin says authorities will inspect over 10,000 flame trees planted along roadsides by the end of this month. This comes after a flame tree in Homantin toppled onto a school bus and a private car yesterday. The bus driver and bus auntie escaped with minor injuries. There were no children on the bus at the time. Ms Lin said authorities would inspect other types of trees later. The World Dragon Boat Racing Championships, scheduled for August next year, have been moved to Pattaya from Hong Kong. The International Dragon Boat Federation decided to give the host status to Thailand following a vote by its members. The Hong Kong-China Dragon Boat Association has expressed regret over the decision, which it said was a result of the SCR having stricter COVID restrictions than other jurisdictions. Strong earthquake of magnitude 6.4 shook southeastern Taiwan today, but there were no immediate reports of damage. T- Taiwan authorities said the quake had a depth of 7.3 kilometres with its epicentre in Taitung County, a sparsely populated part of the island. Said the quake was felt across the island and buildings shook briefly in Taipei. The Japanese government has urged hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes as it warns of an unprecedented risk from an approaching storm. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. 
Typhoon Namadol is expected to hit the southern island of Kyushu on Sunday. Winds could reach 270 kilometres an hour and half a metre of rain is predicted to fall in some areas in just 24 hours. Train services and flights have already been cancelled. The authorities have issued a special alert for Kyushu, the first time it's given this warning on the island. The typhoon has the potential to be the most destructive storm to hit Japan in decades. Now the weather, mainly fine apart from some haze. The minimum temperature will be about 29 degrees. Isolated showers tomorrow, very hot and dry during the day, with a maximum temperature around 34 degrees. Light to moderate westerly winds. The outlook still very hot on Monday apart from isolated showers. will be windier with one or two showers and temperatures will fall slightly from Tuesday to Thursday. The temperature is currently 30 degrees, humidity 81%. The very hot weather warning is in force. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. President Biden has warned the Kremlin not to use chemical or tactical nuclear weapons in the fighting in Ukraine as Russian forces lose ground. His Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, put his country's nuclear forces on special alert at the start of the military campaign in February. In an interview with the CBS News programme 60 Minutes, Mr Biden said any use of weapons of mass destruction would have grave consequences. It will change the face of war unlike anything since World War II. And the consequences of that would be what? I'm what would the U.S. response that. be? Do you think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. It'll be consequential. They'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. And depending on the extent of what they do, it will determine what response would occur. South Africa's president has called on U.S. senators to reject a bill to, that seeks to counter Russia's influence on the African continent. Sarah Ramaphosa, who has just held talks with Joe Biden, said both the U.S. and Russia were strategic partners of South Africa, and he feared the bill would unfairly punish African countries. The countering malign Russian activities bill aims, to partly, aims partly to stop Moscow using minerals from Africa to fund the fighting in Ukraine. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has released a group of eight cheetahs into a national park in central India. The creatures were declared extinct in India 70 years ago. Five females and three males were released into Kuno National Park hours after arriving from Namibia. But one Indian ecologist, Arjun Gopalaswamy, says the project is unlikely to be successful. 20 years from now, if tremendous action is taken and there's a lot of habitat available, that is free from anthropogenic pressures, from free-ranging dogs, and there is good grassland habitat, cheetah habitat, then you can ask this question. But for now, there's no reason to believe this will work. I mean, the, there's no scientific backing to actually give any indication that this will work. The longest running show in New York, The Phantom of the Opera, is set to close in February after ticket sales fail to recover following the pandemic lockdown. The musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber premiered in the city in 1988 and has become one of the main events in Broadway. But theatres in New York have struggled to recover from the pandemic, 
when they were forced to close for 18 months. More details from the BBC's Vincent Dowd. Broadway is totally commercial in its mindset. In New York, unlike London, you can easily find week-by-week figures for how shows are doing. And Phantom currently has attendance figures of around 81% of capacity. This for a show where, for many years, you couldn't even find a ticket anywhere. So roughly one seat in five at the Majestic Theatre in Manhattan is unsold. So it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's curtains. To sport and boxing, where Sal Canelo Alvarez takes on Gennady Golovkin for the third term in Las Vegas tonight. Their first bout in 2017 was judged a draw by a split decision. A year later, a majority decision awarded Canelo the win. We can hear from both men, starting with Alvarez. I feel like I work better under pressure, and the pressure I put on myself is to finish this inside the distance before the 12 rounds. I know it's going to be very difficult, but nothing in life is easy. You know, I always look to achieve what's difficult. I've got a really tough rival in front of me, a strong, intelligent opponent, but that will be my aim on Saturday night. I'm very happy to be here again, you know, like, you know, like, okay, like last time, last time, four years ago, like, you know, long time. Finally, finally, right now, Saturday night. I think this is the biggest day for boxing right now, you know, biggest gift for you, for fans, guys. You know, yeah, I feel very comfortable. I feel strong, you know, like uh, I feel ready. Football and in the English Premier League, Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland and Phil Foden have powered Manchester City to a 3-0 win over 10-man Wolves in this evening's early game. And beaten City are two points clear of second-place Arsenal. Arsenal will regain top spot if they win at Brentford tomorrow. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Health Secretary says the government is actively considering scrapping hotel quarantine. The Centre for Health Protection says the mid-autumn festival holiday hasn't yet led to a spike in COVID cases. And the Japanese government urges hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes ahead of a powerful typhoon. And that's the news from RTHK.
Cause when the sun comes up, I get high 